Hey everybody, Dimitri here with a note before we get started. The show is not going to be on Origin Sports this week, and I'd love to tell you that it was some sort of equipment malfunction, but frankly, it was operator error. Lauren and I finished recording the episode and then discovered that our settings for our microphones were incorrect. So while my mic sounds okay but not perfect, Lauren sounds like she is inside of a fishbowl. What we decided was we're not sending the episode to TV this week because Origin just could not justify airing it. I fixed Lauren's audio as best I could. It took me a while and I'm still not super in love with the end product, but we didn't want to just put nothing out this week. So understand before you jump in that this is not up to the quality that we usually like, but we didn't want to give you nothing this week. So here is this week's edition of Young Gut. This is Young Gun, a podcast about Bryce Young and the Carolina Panthers. I am Demetri Ravanis, a Bama grad. She is Lauren Brownlow, the biggest Panthers fan I know. And we are looking at the team with a spotlight on its new franchise quarterback. Lauren Brownlow, what do you do for a bye week episode? When we did this in the preseason, the world was still our oyster. Everything was still in front of us. Dare I say, we believed playoffs were possible. Well... I mean, I mean, technically, it's possible for everyone. Right? <laughs> it's like it's always like when team when people do like a best case worst case scenario. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it'd be, I'm like literally the best is undefeated and the worst is no win. Like, it's always the case. I think I came into uh, the season with the oh gosh, and I can't remember which uh, which eventual champion sort of got popular for this motto. But I came into the season with a why not us kind of motto because I didn't think the NFC South had anything to offer. And maybe and it doesn't, but it turns right. out the Carolina right. Panthers have less than nothing to offer. That's right. There were jokes flying yesterday, though, during the bye week, because you know what? You win when you don't play. That's true. Because you can't lose. That's, I made the comment to my dad that the losing streak is officially over because Although, they did not lose this week. Shout out to whoever made the joke graphic that uh, Panthers lost to bye. <laughs> it felt right. It, yeah. It felt right. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, but I was seeing that Bryce Young is clearly the new best quarterback in the NFC South at this point. Uh, not that that's high praise. Yeah, no, it's. <laughs> that's, not, that's not a compliment. To be clear. I was about to say, when the best quarterback in the NFC South had been Baker Mayfield, it's not entirely unreasonable to think it might now be Bryce. Uh, don't forget to visit our friends at Graffiti. They are the ones that make this show possible each and every week. 158 East Cedar Street in downtown Cary. It is a very unique football watching experience on a Sunday. 19 TVs. They are giving away weekly prizes. There are weekly beer specials. You know about the weekly specials on Bourbon Pour. Every Sunday, Blanton's is just $10. Eagle Rare, Angel's Envy, they're just $9. McKenna 10-year, Heaven Hill 7-year, and Buffalo Trace, all just $8 a pour. Why have you not experienced football Sundays at graffiti yet there are all kinds of great prizes the art is changing all the time and i have said this over and over again but it is true if your significant other or if there is a member of your friend group who is not as big into football as you are axe throwing cures all of that yeah plus like that's the kind of vibe that like everyone can go there and yeah have a good time it's not just yeah Absolutely. So absolutely. Everybody go. Uh, 158 East Cedar Street in downtown Cary. Uh, graffiti, spirits, axes, and art. Uh, Lauren, was Bryce too short this week? No, because he didn't play. I, bet. I don't know. Maybe there was something he couldn't reach at a certain point. <laughs> I bet he had stepped on it. 
I beg to differ. <laughs> and it may not be Bryce's fault. Okay. The Panthers PR staff has to knock it the hell off. Oh. The Panthers social media team. Well, I get why they did this one at least, but no, you can't. I mean, like, I get it. I, it's because it's Burnsy and it's his thing, the Spider Man thing. Yeah. Burns. Like, that's his nickname. I get it. So he's like trying to fit in with that's what they're trying to do. No, no, I, I get it, but yes, it did look like I did want to give him some candy in his bucket, yeah, to make sure he gets home before Sunday. Let's take a pause. Let's, if you are listening, you'll hear the audio. I do encourage you to go to YouTube or watch on Origin Sports so you can see this. It's really adorable, dumb, dumb video. With great power comes great responsibility, Lauren. It's cute, though, it is cute. <laughs> My son is a big boy. Why? <laughs> Why are they doing this to him? Why? You said it to me when I texted you this video, and you I said know, that know. you are getting really sick of them making the franchise quarterback look so adorable. Well, that's the thing, right? Like, because it wasn't even the thing about the suit, too, is it was like not even like one of those like super accurate Spider Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like one with like inflatable chest. Yeah, it was the, it was the like, <laughs> we put, you don't have muscles. Yeah, we put couch cushions inside of this shirt for you <laughs> to make that's, it look like you have muscles. That was what made it more juvenile to me. And yeah. They maybe like made it like actually like a real ish suit it's still like kind of sad but it's not it's not as little kiddish it looks like literally they're trying to give him fake muscle and, and, and all right so <laughs> i i have said this uh, a billion times and there are people that love movies as much as you and i do that think i'm insane into the spider-verse is my favorite superhero movie uh -huh. period it's yeah, amazing we, right mm -hmm. i don't love that they are dressing bryce like the teenage spider-man <laughs> right, like yeah miles is great but he had he had some he had some bumps in the road he, he had some learning to do sure he had a rough learning curve man we all saw it <laughs> i'm just saying speaking of uh speaking of that narrative the rough learning curve as we come out of the bye week how prevalent do you think really the Bryce is a bust narrative is? Because I see it a lot in our comments, but people that are very online, you cannot judge reality no. by them. No, please don't, or else you'll be very sick. Yeah, so I've seen a lot of dismissal of the idea from other media members, but it does not go away. And I'm wondering if it's just because you and I are so laser focused on the team or yeah. if this is really out there in a significant way. Like in a series, it's kind of like one of those things. And I think I, I know I did this a lot. Mm -hmm. Not to bring up Cam Newton. I'm comparing them in different ways, but like, this is one of those things where like people would say stuff about Cam, but how many people are actually saying those things? Or is it just like a few, like five, 10 dudes on Twitter yeah. with an F, you know, Ford F-150 Twitter as we referred to it back then. Like yeah. I was complaining about Cam. Was it as many as it, you know, or were we blowing it up because mm -hmm. we were looking for stuff and like looking for things to be mad about? Um, in this case, I don't know if I think maybe we're blowing it up. I mean, that's kind of the way like fans and others like blow off steam. Like, I don't know for sure, because I think like if you ask anyone seriously to say, are you 100 percent sure? Like, would you bet your life on the fact that this guy's an NFL bust? I don't think most people would do that. We're six games. We're people. six games into his career. It's, that's that's the main thing. Right. Right. Like, come on. Like, what are we actually doing? Why would we call like look at Josh Allen's first entire season? Yeah. Um, he was who I thought he was going to be that whole first season and, and, and was someone else. Like, you just don't know. I will say this. As a staunch Bryce defender, I am getting... I'm not saying he was that bad, by the way. 
Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm getting tired of, and this is yeah. not just Bryce's fault. This is the team's fault. I'm getting tired of telling people that say Bryce is a bust to go look at the advanced stats, go look at the the charting that shows. It. Like those people are like not. I don't know. I, I don't know what the word is. Well, I mean, they're dumb. It's no, no. My my point in saying that is, I would like for it. Like it's it's time for it to be undeniable with Bryce, just at least for one game, not like a complete turnaround. But going into a game against the Texans, this is the best opportunity they have had yet for it to be undeniable. Yeah, (laughs) probably. I think the concern I have, too, is that, and this is the thing I hate the most in the NFL, and you know this about me. One thing I hate the most is QB wins. Right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Print Dilfer won a Super Bowl. You're not going to tell me he's better than Dan Marino. Yeah. All right. I'm sorry. I have eyeballs. I have them. I <laughs> yes. use them. I can discern which quarterback is better right. with my eyes. I don't need a Super Bowl title to tell me that. I don't need, oh, they face, and the QBs face off. Oh, I'm sorry. What Was the quarterback like picking off pass? Was the quarterback going on defense picking off passes? Yeah. Like, is that what was happening? No, that's not what was happening. He doesn't play on defense. Shut up. It's not a, they didn't win against each other. <laughs> They're not playing against each other. It drives me insane that people that otherwise seem to have a brain right. will say this. So QB wins is the thing. And when they play each other, no matter what happens, like that's going to be the narrative, no matter who wins. And it's dumb. I don't care who wins. It's dumb. Just getting that. We do a lot of Trent Dilfer has a Super Bowl. I, I would like for us to yeah, no also throw in that. No, no, no. He's well, okay. he's okay. awful at at everything. He's full of fits. We also need to start adding it there. Brad Johnson has a Super Bowl victory, and he was not even the best quarterback on that team. Yeah, I mean, there's you know, it, forget Super Bowl too. I mean, you can just yeah. head to head matchups. Sometimes one quarterback plays like absolute garbage. The other one puts up great numbers. And you you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. It's, dumb. it's so dumb. And I'm over it. They don't even play against each other. Let them fight. Let them fight. <laughs> if you want to keep doing this, that is my one request. Let them fight at midfield. If you're going to do QB with, oh, he beat so-and-so head-to-head. Are you dumb? Yeah. No. Fight them. Then let them fight. And then we can say that. I will pay for somebody's drinks at graffiti if you send me a photoshopped image of lauren as goro from uh mortal combat <laughs> oh, yeah, with that. let them fight above uh, above her head just, but yeah i mean i think like regardless of which quarterback wins or loses, yeah. way too much is going to be placed on the other one and it's just dumb do you know what i mean yeah it, it, it's not a way to evaluate people let's use our eyeballs we have them we can watch games and see what we think based on that. We don't have to just go, mm, we want, okay, that's the one. He's better. We'll dive into uh, into that very topic coming up in just a moment. First, though, I do want you to do us a favor. Uh, like and subscribe to the show wherever it is you get it, whether that is on your favorite podcast platform or YouTube. When you like, when you subscribe, when you take time to leave a comment, it helps more people find this show. Everything at OG Media is literally being grown from the ground up. So any help you could offer us, we truly appreciate it. Take time to like, subscribe, and leave a comment about Young Gun wherever it is you get it. Uh, All right, on our rundown, we have something else here in segment two. Let's flip-flop them because you did talk about CJ Stroud. No, it's fine. CJ Stroud is coming to town with the Carolina Texans, this is the Carolina Texans, the Houston Texans. Uh, <laughs> Come on. Yeah, sorry. Apologies. <laughs> Coming to town with the Houston Texans. This is, this feels like a big game for Bryce. And I don't think it's fair necessarily, yeah. 
but the referendum is is going to be there, right? There are fans that are going to point to this game as yeah. evidence of whatever it is they believe about what the Panthers should have done with the first overall pick. Right. No, for sure. And that's that's the part that I just think is insane because it's like, again, they don't pay against people. Yeah. People like Jake DeLome almost beat Tom Brady in Super Bowl. What would people have said then? Yeah. I'm so sorry. Like, come on. Oh, but he won because he's a winner. No, he won because John Casey kicked it out of bounds. Bo- that's okay. Bojangles over nothing. Sorry, I'm like so triggered by this, just just this topic. I yeah. hate it so much because like it's the antithesis of everything we like about football, right? Yeah. It's a team sport. Yeah, like, for sure. Sorry, it is. And yes, a quarterback can win you games. Like there is no question about it. But that's like all things being equal, you know? Mm-hmm. Like that's like to put you over the top, not like literally to carry <laughs> very often to carry the entire team. So yeah, I mean, I think what he's doing is awesome like good for him i liked him coming out i would have been fine with either guy i know i've said that before um i didn't really have super strong feelings one way or the other about it he seems to be breaking the ohio state quarterback curse okay cool but i just i don't like you said it's going to be unfair whatever is put on either quarterback coming out of this game especially bryce because I mean, just look at what this offense has done the whole rest of the year. What do you expect? And see, that is kind of what I think you cannot deny is the Panthers offense has been disappointing. The the Texans offense is downright bad. They do not have the talent that even the Panthers do. They have Damian Pierce before they got TJ Stroud. They had Damian Pierce and that was about it. Um, Yeah, he's he's their running back. And here's the thing. Here's the thing, Lauren Brownlow. There, his college coach didn't know who he is. Like it's part of the reason he's so good. It's because he came in very fresh compared to his uh, his talent level. But I understand why people look at the Texans and say this is all C.J. Stroud. He clearly is a difference maker. Oh, it's not all him, but he clearly is a difference maker versus. Um, oh Jesus, who's the guy that they've been playing at quarterback? Davis. Davis. Oh, Davis Mills. Davis like Mills. Said, yeah, yeah. You know, a, a shopping center in uh, <laughs> North Carolina. Davis Mills. He really is. It's where you go to go to the Great Wolf Lodge. Absolutely. Uh, the other part, too, that I think is really interesting about this game is as much as it is a quote unquote referendum game for part of the fan base, this is going to be the first time that they've been in one of these games this season where they are not playing a team that will overwhelmingly steal the home field advantage in Bank of America Stadium. I mean, it seems unlikely, but if you cannot create a home field advantage in your own stadium, I I would guess you don't travel well. Here's my prediction on that, actually. I actually think that we're going to see probably like the highest percentage of random jerseys. (laughs) Shout out Jonathan Jones from CBS, who loves to document the random jerseys. He'll see it. Or you used to do that all the time. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, you'll see so many like random teams, I feel like there, because there are a lot of people here in Charlotte, especially that lived elsewhere once right. before and that have brought their NFL fandom right along with them. So, and like, a, I saw a Panthers fan of the Bucks game this weekend. Shout yeah. out to him. Shout out to him. Yeah. Uh, in when the Houston Texans play the Carolina Panthers, given what these two teams are this year, what they were last year. Do you think we will see more Texans and Panthers jerseys, or do you think we will see more Ohio State and Alabama jerseys? Ooh, uh, I still think probably more of the first two, but I, I think we'll see plenty of them. I, I see, I think all of those people that would show up to BOA in a Browns jersey or Bengals jersey yeah. are going to be showing up in an Ohio State jersey this is, week. Is that an, yeah, okay, I could see that for sure. I yeah. was going to say, that doesn't really strike me as a thing Bama fans do as much, though. I mean, I've been guilty of it. Well, that, there's nothing wrong with it. I think it's cool that you guys would like go support your quarterback. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I just feel like 
you see that in, with some fan bases that will follow their quarterback around. I feel like fans like, I mean, we love you, but we've got other things to do. See, I think with a quarterback, it's different because we've never had this before. Or at least we haven't had it since Ken Stabler, right? So and it, maybe you love him and other quarterbacks y'all have had recently. Right. Well, more like two of more than, you know, some of the other quarterbacks you've had. So maybe that helps. Why are you saying maybe you do? You know well, me. I know it's not just maybe. Yes. There's more <laughs> lovable, they're more beloved in the fan base. So you of course. be more apt to like go up to the game and go to the game and wear the jersey or whatever. But yeah, I mean, to me, I've always just associated Bama fans with like strictly college. They, yeah. the, the thing they care about the most. No, I mean, listen, having to watch the NFL like intently every week to do this podcast, there is a lot of me every week. It's like, man, this is boring. Like it's, yeah, and, we can be. I, I, and I need that from the standpoint of everybody's too good. Right. And, and I need a so little bit of incompetence. Everyone's so similar as well. Like that's frustrating to watch. It's yeah. Like every coach making the exact same decision. Like it's just, that's why the Dolphins are so refreshing. Right. Something different. Right. Uh, there's a second episode of this podcast every week. We call it the midweek talk through. It is me and uh, I don't know, an expert. Uh, talking about uh, what we have seen and what we expect to see from Bryce and the Panthers we in the week coming up. Fine bomb. I'm I'm working on somebody for this week that will be really fun and really perfect if he comes through. But uh, but we have not settled on a yes yet, so I don't want to promise anything. Uh, comes out on Thursday. Every Thursday, it's the midweek talk through episode of uh, Young Gun. It also is brought to you by our friends at graffiti, uh, spirits, axes, and art. Uh, Brownlow, this is going to be the first game coming off of uh, the bye week. This will be the first time that we have seen Thomas Brown as the play caller. Mm -hmm. Forget Bryce Young going up against C.J. Stroud and fans making that comparison in their mind. I think it is fair to say that there are a lot of us that are optimistic, maybe unnecessarily so, simply because it is a change. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people are always happier when the person labeled as your offensive coordinator. <laughs> I do not ever almost exclusively yeah. like a head coach doing both. Do you, does that change between the NFL and college? Because like, I, I don't love um, like Lane Kiffin as an example. Like Lane Kiffin has talked before about he had to learn that the defense matters too when you are yeah. a head coach. It seems like on the NFL level, specialization's not such a bad thing. There's not as much like... As long as you're willing to delegate, it's not. And that's, right. That's the key. And, thing, and right? so, and my point in saying that is, I think it, the the head coach calling the plays, like, that's that's a Frank Reich problem, not a model problem that the right. Panthers had. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it is too, but it's just, it's one of those things where you, I just feel like it's too much for one for sure. for one guy to do. And it, I think you want, if you hire an offensive coach, I think ideally what you want is for him to hire a coordinator mm -hmm. that shares his vision, that shares his scheme, what he wants to do, and that he trusts. Yeah. So presumably you would have thought from the jump, he might've felt like, hey, call the plays. But so, so I'm glad you say that because this is the thing I want to point out with Thomas Brown. Thomas Brown actually is not that far removed from playing in the NFL. He's right. a young dude. Uh, he played three years as a running back in Cleveland. Before that, he, he spent his college years at Georgia. He has been outside of a short stint as the U Miami's offensive coordinator. Oh God, which year? Uh, 2016 to 2018. Not, not ones to write home about. Not terrible, but not ones to write home about. Um, the it's a Brad Kaya time, right? 
uh yeah that's well, yeah it's not that bad because it's it's the beginning yeah yeah i was about to say it just it just dawned on me it was the beginning of the rick era that was when it was not an embarrassment um but he's been outside of that he has been exclusively a running backs coach mm-hmm. outside of last year he got moved over yeah, you from don't always see that transition as much you see qb right guys a lot obviously right coming ocs but you don't see that as often so last year he spent a year as the tight ends coach with the Rams. It's the only NFL experience he has had that is not a uh, running backs coach. To me, that tells me in terms of play calling, we don't know anything about him. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I mean, I would hope that Frank Reich does. Yeah. Although, you know, you can't assume. So, so this is, assume. this is what my fear is actually is yeah. does Frank Reich. Or did he just hire like a person to. Uh, exactly. To name was, it? was Frank Reich so well, set on calling the plays? Stupid. Surely. <laughs> oh no. Surely the Carolina Panthers aren't going to do something exceedingly stupid. Uh, here's my other question for you. So he has been a running backs coach. Let's say he is run heavy in the offense. Mm-hmm. First of all, what does that mean for let's, let's start with Bryce since that's what the podcast is about. What does that mean for Bryce? If uh, Thomas Brown is a little more run heavy in the offense. I mean, I honestly think it overall, it's not the worst thing Yeah, because I don't think you can have a successful passing game in this league without being able to run the football. I just, it's very difficult to yeah. do that. Just almost impossible. Okay. Now let's answer the question that really matters. If Thomas Brown is, let's say he's calling a game 65, 35 run to pass. That's my question. What, what does it mean for the depth chart at running backs? Like if you have a play caller who lives and dies with the run game, do you think he puts up with the amount of SSRs that we have been seeing this season? Indeed. Um, yeah, I don't know. He might even be more sympathetic to the sad sense. You think so? And like be more sympathetic to Sanders in general. And like, obviously they paid him all this money. Yeah. Maybe he won't care as much that they paid him all this money. And he'll want to put in the guy that does the best running the football, which, you know, sounds wild, but right. you should try it. Right. I, it's going to be interesting. You know, we've we've heard a lot since they made this change that the problem could be like, oh, he's a hot young coaching candidate. If he has some success, does Bryce lose his play caller? I, my question is, is a lot of that hot young coaching does, candidate. Does Bryce ever have success at all? Right. If a good person isn't calling the play. Uh, what? Also, the idea that he is a hot young coaching candidate seems to come from personality management, which there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, but that is, that's it for a head coach, mm-hmm. not necessarily for a coordinator, or maybe I should say not in the same way for a coordinator. So I'm not saying that I'm worried and I cannot see this being a success, but I don't see a reason to be as optimistic as some people are I about this. The main thing for me is that I just want to see what it would look like with anybody else. Oh, for sure. Doing it, like you said, the change, if nothing else. And then, you know, honestly, I'm at the point where, with the way the NFL works, you have so many guys getting chance after chance mm-hmm. after chance. Retread city in the NFL. It always has been. It's partly why there aren't as many opportunities for minority coaches yeah. to, to advance is because they, they want to have a dude who's had eight tries at being a terrible offensive player. Yep. No, this will be the time that it works. And so I, in a way, I kind of am glad about that. There's something interesting, I think, about the whole like blank canvas part of it. Uh, listen, to your point, like it it is the reason that it feels like the Texans are truly turning a page where the Panthers are kind of halfway there. D'Amico has never been a head coach before. Highly regarded coordinator, but never I, been a head coach. I love that hire for them honestly for sure I, to me it's like you're gonna hire somebody without a whole lot of experience hire an alabama grad i hear you hire oh, trent dilfer yeah <laughs> high school football like hire a dude who everyone respects and like can rally around and like 
and knows the game really yeah, well yeah. too. Like I, I just, I love that, and I'm, I'm excited to see like kind of what their dynamic is too. Yeah. Because you know how it is with NFL, like normal, quote unquote, normal NFL coaches right. versus the ones that are a little more, you know, real people. Speaking of Dilfer, when the cameras are not rolling, I'm going to tell you a story I heard uh, while I was down in Alabama this week because it will, like, it, it will shock you how uh, how he ended up as the head coach where he did. Will it? It, it, I, I think it will. I, I think it will. Okay. First, though, I've got to tell you that we are on Origin Sports each and every Wednesday, or excuse me, every Tuesday night, rather. I need to change that in the copy. Every Tuesday night at 7 p.m., you can watch this show on Origin Sports. You have it if you have Samsung TV+, Plus, Zumo, Roku, or Amazon Freebie. I'm surprised by the number of people that tell us they have watched, or tell me anyway, they have watched on origin and i ask them where and it's like overwhelmingly amazon freebie yeah i can see that i, I actually um i i think roku for me that's how yeah, I yeah, watch yeah. It. usually is roku but i mean yeah i can see that it's the easiest one probably to yeah i just i guess i just I never real i never realized how widespread it is but anyway please 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 watch us on there we are really happy about this partnership and we want to keep it going. So we need you guys to uh, watch there at least once or twice. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, all right, Brownlow. I asked the folks uh, on Twitter for some questions. Since we did not have a game to review this week, I thought maybe it would be good to see what's on the uh, the listeners' minds. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's go to the first one from at Magellan101. Some analysts who have watched tape of Bryce Young this year noticed he seems to have issues with uh, throwing with power toward the sideline when it's over 20 yards. Have you noticed the same problem? I don't know what the sample size is. <laughs> it, <laughs> very good. Very good question. I, I would say over but 20 somewhere. yards, I've noticed him overthrowing more than I've That's noticed true. him not throwing with enough power. I, I Again, I pointed this out on our first episode, and it is held true. He does not throw with power when he is throwing a screen, and that closes windows really fast. Right, and they love screens. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, I mean, I think, I think I've noticed that. I, what I've noticed with him, I feel like, is I feel like there's not. Sometimes he, his throws just look like there's not a lot of power behind them yeah, yeah, yeah. in general, and maybe that's just. I'm sorry, sorry, because he's so small. So I, I've wondered if it's that. I've also wondered if that might have been coached out of him at some point. Whether or not he had the problem of being one of those guys that it doesn't matter how far away you are, he's throwing at 99 miles per hour. Right. It does. Well, Sam was a little like that. You know? Yeah. I mean, listen. There's a long string of hell. There's a long string of SEC quarterbacks that have been had that problem. I wonder if being that he is so heady at some point did a coach tell him this is a problem to correct or a problem to watch I mean, out for and he just fingers. over yeah he just overcorrected. i mean that's <laughs> happened with quarterbacks that really like to fire a fastball yeah. in there to their receivers like it's it's brett Favre, i think was yeah guilty of that and many other things listen i so uh last on the talk through last week with Feinbaum, we talked about uh andrew zell who was the quarterback my freshman year at alabama uh, i had a friend from high school that was on the team was out and he told me our freshman year that at one point in practice, someone yelled at Andrews out to stop it. I'm only five yards away from you. <laughs> I mean, I can only imagine like when it's coming in so fast. Yeah. I mean, I know they're used to catching it. But right. I mean, good Lord. But yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, maybe there's some of that, but I have noticed that too. I feel like if he, he's not as much when he misses, it doesn't seem like he's, Missing by underthrowing, mm -hmm. it's more overthrowing. Uh, from at nine one zero OMG Biz, what are five moves the Panthers made since the great twenty fifteen season, where things went wrong and led to where the team is now? As excuse me, as winless in twenty twenty three. 
Oh boy, where do I begin? I was about to say, oh, just man. five. We have another episode for this? I mean, the obvious one is Matt Rule. Yeah, that's a big one. Um, I would definitely uh, argue that some of the handling of Cam Newton's shoulder injury post-2015 yeah. played an enormous role in where we are right now. Um, I would say betting on, by the way, are we? I assume we're combining for five. We're not both doing five here. Uh, yeah, I'm not even counting. Yeah, yeah. I could come up with several, like what the Miles Sanders contract. Uh, the, the sorry, but it's yeah, no, I agree with you. Absurd running back contract by any standards whatsoever, and especially for one that has been awful. Trading for Sam Darnold. Oh yeah, that one was real bad. Yeah, trading your first round picks. Honestly, I I don't like that. I never like trading first yeah. round picks in general. So I don't like it this year, especially when they'll almost certainly they'll probably get the number one pick and yeah. they don't even get to use it. Like, it's just I, I'm, anytime so, they trade picks away, I don't like it. So this is one that is not about the player. It's about the precedent. Right. Letting Josh Norman walk away mm. after the kind of season that he had for you. And you have established a culture, at least you did. And this is what got you from there to here. You established this culture where your production doesn't matter. I was just get, like, the thing is, Jerry Richardson, if anything, would always err on the side of like rewarding guys, yeah, like yeah. That, especially guys he liked, you know, and, and and being almost too loyal and giving them like the Jake DeLome contract. I'm sorry, it was ridiculous. Right. The, re, the re-signing that they did. And then he had like six turnovers in the playoffs. And I was like, oh, great. They're locked in for years. Yeah. That's great. Uh, but regardless, that's what he would do. Mm-hmm. And that instilled a culture and an identity around this team, at least part of it, that is gone now. I yeah. mean, it's just no longer a thing that they do. I mean, even Foreman this weekend, like that was a guy that wanted to stick around and mm-hmm. run back for not, they made him a very low ball offer, consider it like 20 miles Foreman or Miles Sanders contracts or so, yeah. you know, and now he's thriving elsewhere. And it, you just look at stuff like that, a guy who wanted to be here. You look at a guy like Steve Wilkes, even you could even throw mm-hmm. that into the mix. We don't know how the Frank Reich era will end up. But that's a guy that you could see noticeably change the culture around here. Yeah. Noticeably change the attitude that guys were playing with. That was a team that believed it could win football games by the end of the year. And then they just let him go. And he meant a lot to a lot of guys around here. And it's symbolic, I think, of like the fact that David Tepper doesn't understand what fans well, value. I mean, it, here. it goes back. It goes back before like, Tepper. Try? It's like you said too. Why try? Yeah. yeah, it does go back before Tepper. You're right. Obviously, like you said, letting Josh Norman letting walk. Josh Norman walk was a Gettleman thing. The I mean, look, this was not. This did not affect the 2015 season because well, Gettleman, they, yeah. Yeah, I mean, this didn't affect the 2015 season because they got to the Super Bowl. It's the best season they've ever had. <laughs> Benching Cam Newton for not wearing a tie. Is, I mean, it's just the goofiest bull. And no one, I'm honestly, no one fighting the officials. I'm not joking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or the Denver Broncos, like, coaching staff. No one fighting them from the Carolina Panthers during that game where they literally were headhunting Cam Newton yep. for an entire football. I yeah. mean, I watched it. I watched it unfold, and the Panthers did nothing after that. And that was like, all right, they clearly do not give a yeah. about him as a like as a healthy person. Right. <laughs> I mean, I knew it kind of, but you're like, well, they won't let him die on the field. I had my doubts that night. Yeah, I no, legit did. I'm with you from uh, at Lake Rosenberg. Any glimmers of hope for the future, or are things just bleak for the short and medium term here? Yes, yes to all of it. I think that Bryce is a glimmer of hope. I I still think. I'm still optimistic about what he can be with Mingo. Like it, it seems to me. Who? Just 
Yeah, no, I, I hear you. Gone invisible. For... It, it, it seems to me that Bryce still wants to throw to that guy, despite the fact that, yeah, he has gone invisible. He is dropping way more passes than he was in the preseason for damn sure. Yeah. Well, you know what? When you don't get the ball thrown your way yeah. a lot, weird. Yeah. I, I think the bigger answer to this question, though, any glimmers of hope for the future is really going to depend on what they do with Brian Burns, right? I guess. But then it, even then, it's like, what do you, th- I mean, I don't know that there's a definitive answer there. Yeah. Either. Yeah. I mean, I really don't. No, it's, it's, that is a very fair point because what is the right thing to do with Brian Burns? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I'll be honest. I don't, I mean, I want to say pay him. I do. But at the same time, it's like, to, and then what? Yeah. If you're going to pay him to be the best player on a three and 14 team, exactly. why pay him? Yeah. Right. And, and I, I love him. Yeah. I think he deserves it. But at the same time, like, and he's their only tradable asset left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would love to. And, and see, that's why I say yeah. it's going to depend on what you do, because there's not a right answer no, here, not. I don't think. It's just... I'll be, honestly, I'll be happy if they pay him. Yeah. Um, if they trade him, it's I'm going to have a high bar. If, if they don't clear it, I'm going to be pissed. If they trade him, it tells you there is at least a direction. Right now, it doesn't feel like there's a direction. But if they get fleeced. Yep, fair. Then, then you're like, great, we're screwed forever. Yeah. Basically, because, you know, who's who's... Send the temper out of town. Yeah. Unless it's himself. Maybe uh, if he knows we all don't like him, he'll just leave. Maybe his wife will tell him to leave. <laughs> I was about to say, he's, he's the only one he listens to. Uh, I, w- I hope I uh, pronounced this correct. Syria One Kira, at Syria One Kira. Uh, and if I didn't pronounce it correct, I, I apologize. Bryce has shown improvement the last two weeks. What do we need to see, want to see, and hope to see for him the rest of the season? Uh, hope to see. Uh, Go eleven and zero. <laughs> I mean, if you're asking for hopes, so yeah, it feels so greedy that now I feel like they're going to go one and eleven or zero and eleven. <laughs> I'm like, sorry, he didn't mean that, football guy. Please have mercy on me. I've suffered enough. Want to see? Uh, I would say some three hundred yard games, and I would say I want to see him look comfortable. I, I do too. He doesn't look comfortable. I, yeah, that's that's very fair. See, I think that has to happen. I think the comfort and the command has the to confidence, happen. I want to see that. I know he's not. I'm sorry. I know I keep reading. I know. I'm just saying, I know he's not going to be Cam Newton and like pointing for first yeah. and all of that stuff and have the swagger. I don't care. I want him to see him look confident and comfortable. That's it. And right now he looks neither. I have told Lauren this in text message, and I need all of you listening and watching to hear this. I feel like a man on a date I having know. to hear over and over again about how great this girl's ex was. I know. I I hear it in my like. I hear. I'm yeah. aware when I do. Actually, it. actually, given our relationship to each other and to the Panthers, this feels like you are at Thanksgiving dinner with Bryce's family and telling his father-in-law how, or telling his father how great your ex-husband was. I mean, it's kind of it's almost darker than that. It feels like somebody who died. Yeah. And you can't. Yeah. <laughs> like the, the widower like remarries, and all yes. you hear is like, God, she was the same. Yeah. You're great. You're fine. She, Oh, she just melts. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay. You know, yeah. I, so I get it. I know, but it's like, it's hard. Do you love me? Yes, but there was only one love in my life. I mean, and, and, and the thing is, too, I feel like, you know, Teddy is a guy I could have loved. Teddy Bridgewater. You could argue, you could even go Why? back to Teddy Bridgewater. Well, he's, because it wasn't his fault. He was fine. No, yeah, but he was, but when you got him, he was already broken. I know, but he was, but I thought he played fine for them. Honestly. He played fine. Yeah. They but that was much worse after him. And they continued to act like the much worse they had. Yeah. Was actually great. No, that's fair. And they nitpicked him 
and I'd hate to insert reasons into all that line of thinking, but you know what? It's, it's, I didn't like it. I didn't like the way they treated him. He was fun to root for. I love rooting for Teddy. Who doesn't love Teddy? Sure. No, I, I like Teddy just fine, but I think that it is really important to acknowledge. I think it's really important to acknowledge that what you got out of Teddy Bridgewater was his ceiling, despite everything put in his way. But when's the last time they got a they got ceiling level out of any quarterback they've ever had? I mean, maybe maybe Baker Mayfield because his ceiling doesn't seem super high. It was high. All right, fair. Maybe Kyle Allen. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Kyle I mean, Allen. I'm, I'm being sincere. That's probably yeah. the answer. When's okay. the last time they got the absolute best that a particular quarterback could do? It's probably Kyle, Kyle Allen. PJ Walker. I love PJ, but PJ got a big win the other day. I was so happy. I know. Houston Roughnecks legend. He's a roller coaster to watch, man. Or is he a? Was it Roughnecks? I think it was. Or was it DC? All right. Well, see you next week, everybody.